Hey there, future friends. This week, I come to you with the 12 flicks of Christmas, but I also tell you the two most impressive looking movies coming out this week. So stay tuned and find out about it all. This is Future Flicks with Billiam. Welcome to the show, everyone. I obviously didn't do an episode last week because the time just slipped away so fast. And I'm recording this on Friday. I'm leaving on Tuesday for Wales and we're still trying to get everything together. So this is the last episode until next year. I do plan on doing the Future Flicks Awards again next year, bringing that back. I don't think it will be the first episode of the year. I think when I come back in January, it will just be a regular show. And also, coincidentally, the Somewhat Nerdy podcast, or the Somewhat Nerdy radio podcast, is also working on their 12 Nights of Christmas. They like to go a little more obscure with some things. They like to say classic in some aspects, a little more obscure in some things. So hopefully, we won't have a lot of crossover for all of these movies are available on a streaming service of some sort and are all released after the year 2000. So I am doing some newer ones. If you hear a constant weird sound in the background, I have tried to edit the sound out, but it is my heater. It is super cold here. And as a lot of you know, I do live in California and it doesn't get as cold here as it does in some places, except the fact that, I think I mentioned this before, I live in the middle of a valley and we don't have a good heating system. The person who designed this house designed a garbage heating system. And we have this big ceiling fan that's supposed to push, it's supposed to push the heat down, everyone tells me. Oh, do you have a ceiling fan? It'll work great. F you, no it doesn't. And by the time that piece of shit spreads the heat all over the place, we spend $100 a day. I mean, not that crazy, but still. So yes, I am very cold, trying to not chatter my teeth through this episode. So let us jump into the two movies coming out this week that I think are worth noting. There are other movies, if you are interested in what they are. The websites I use for my information are Movie Insider and FirstShowings.net, as well as IMDb. But before we get into the movies that are coming out this week, two notable movies for last week were Emancipation on Apple TV+, also in select theaters. That's the movie about a runaway slave who forges through the swamps of Louisiana on a tourist journey to escape plantation owners that nearly killed him. This stars Will Smith from Men in Black, Ben Foster from 310 to Yuma, and Charmaine Bingua from The Good Fight. It looks really good, despite what you think about Will Smith. In fact, at this point, I think the Oscars thing was more funny than anything. But Emancipation looks good, but also not very Christmassy, but also it is never a bad time to learn about history. This is based on a true story. And I know I always say that, oh, we, we have all these movies about these things, these events that how many more do we need? This is something we always need. We always need a movie about slavery. We always need a movie about the atrocities America committed just so we don't forget. And it seems like a lot of people are forgetting. So movies like this are still important. The other movie that came out last week was Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, 
looks terrifying, but also good. A father's wish magically brings a wooden boy to life in Italy, giving him the chance to care for the child. This features the voices of Ewan McGregor, David Bradley, Gregory Mann, Ron Perlman, John Turturro, Finn Wolfhard, Kate Blanchett, Tim Blake Nelson, Christoph Waltz, and Tilda Swinton. It looks good, but also it can wait. There's no reason you need to watch this right away. But for the movies this week, we have Spoiler Alert, which is a nationwide release. This is a story of Michael Ostiello and Kit Cohen's relationship that takes a tragic turn when Cohen is diagnosed with terminal cancer. This stars Jim Parsons from The Big Bang Theory and Ben Aldridge from Pennyworth. So I know Big Bang Theory was f***ing awful. It was terrible. It was, it, it was just a bad show. But there are talented people on that show. In fact, I think everyone on that show was talented. It's not their fault the writing was crap. And Jim Parsons, I think, is going to be one of the people from that show who breaks away the farthest. He is talented and this looks good. But also very sad. So if you're down for a sad Christmas movie, this does take place around Christmas. So if you're down for a sad Christmas movie, this could be it. Also, it's gay in which my book gives it so many more points. I love the gay movies. But the big release this week, the big, big release is Avatar The Way of Water also getting a nationwide release. Jake Sully lives with his newfound family formed on the planet of Pandora. Once a familiar threat returns to finish what was previously started, Jake must work with Neytiri and the army of the Navi race to protect the planet. Returning from the first movie are Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana, Sigourney Weaver, Stephen Lang, Giovanni Ribisi, CCH Pounder, and John David Moore. New to the cast are Kate Winslet from Titanic, Chloe Coleman from My Spy, Jemaine Clement from Flight of the Concords, Cliff Curtis from The Meg, and Edie Falco from Nurse Jackie. If you remember, when it was first announced that James Cameron was doing more Avatar movies, I said I did not give a f***. I said that it's been too long since the first one. He's going to try and do, what, six more movies? And how long after the first one? And even though the first one was huge, I, I just haven't watched it in years. I haven't felt the need to watch it in years. I am interested in this, but honestly, I can wait. I can wait to see what the consensus is. I can wait to see what the people I trust say about it. It does look good, but it's not the type of good where I feel like I have to run out and see it. It's a type of good where I want to sit back and wait. And fun fact, James Cameron was asked when a good time to go to the bathroom was, and he said, he said, and I'm not directly quoting, but he said, anytime because you'll be back. So he's saying it doesn't matter when you go to the bathroom because you will be back to watch the movie again. And holy shit, holy shit is that man cocky. And I like it. I really do hope this movie works out. I really do hope it works because I would love to see this later and then be back on the Avatar train. I would love to be nutting myself waiting for Avatar 3. I would love it so much, but I'm also prepared to be underwhelmed. So my friends, those are the movies to look out for now. So let us jump into the 12 flicks of Christmas. Like I said, all these movies are available on some sort of streaming service. And I tried to spread it around a bit. The only thing I don't have is, oh no, I think I do have all of them. Only one Hulu, but, and I'm also putting these in Christmas order in which I mean, I think the best order to watch them leading up to Christmas. So the least Christmassy to the most Christmassy and Hey, 
I know Somewhat Nerdy Radio is also doing their list. I already told you this. Are you going to be crazy? Are you going to do all 24 movies? If anyone does my movies, or at least gets a recommendation from me, let me know. Please just reach out and say what's up. Let's start my list with a movie from 2006 called Black Christmas, available to stream on Tubi and Pluto. Both of those are free streaming services, but you do have to watch some ads, but it's really not that bad. It's like a single ad every 15 to 20 minutes or something like that, which sounds like a lot, but when it's not even a full minute ad, you're fine. You can watch a movie for free. So on Christmas Eve, an escaped maniac returns to his childhood home, which is now a sorority house, and begins to murder the sorority sisters one by one. This stars Michelle Trachtenberg from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead from Birds of Prey, Lacey Chatbert from Mean Girls, and Katie Cassidy from Arrow. So this is the second, or no, this is the first remake. I think there were, now don't quote me on this, I think there are three Black Christmases. The original one from the 70s, this one, and then the one from 2019 or 2018, which my wife hated. And Critter, I think, if, if I remember right, Critter, if you still listen to the show, correct me if I'm wrong, you didn't hate it per se, but it wasn't a Black Christmas movie. I, I think you said something along the lines of it should have just been called something else, which I think the new Wrong Turn movie should have been called something else because it was a it was a very fun movie, but had nothing to do with the other Wrong Turns. So this movie does never let you forget that the, it is Christmas. Uh, the house is decorated. It mainly takes place in the house. But even though there's all the decorations and presents and everything, it just doesn't make me feel very Christmassy. But it's still a fun film to watch. It's always a good time for a slasher. After that, my friends, let's go to 2019 for the movie Little Women, available on Apple TV+. Joe March reflects back and forth on her life, telling the beloved story of the March sisters, Four young women, each determined to live life on her own terms. So this is Greta Gerwig's Little Women, which I think is the best version of Little Women. I think Greta Gerwig did a great job. And this stars Saoirse Ronan from The Lovely Bones, Emma Watson from The Perks of Being a Wallflower, Florence Pugh from Black Widow, Eliza Scanlon from The Devil All the Time, Laura Dern from Jurassic Park, Timothy Chalamet from Call Me By Your Name, Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul, Tracy Letts from Lady Bird, Chris Cooper from Adaptation, and Meryl Streep from The Devil Wears Prada. So this one also isn't super Christmassy, but this also has the fun honor of being the best quality film on this list. If any of these are award-worthy movies, this one is. And look at that cast. The weakest person is Emma Watson. Like I, I am not an Emma Watson fan. She got lucky in the Harry Potter series because she was Hermione. I never saw Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I, I actually don't know why I never saw it. I just can't bring myself to watch it because every time I sit down to watch it, I'm like, there's something else I could be watching now. But Saoirse Ronan and Florence Pugh, that's all you need. Adding, just adding Laura Dern and Meryl Streep to the list, that's it. That This cast is phenomenal. And I actually feel bad for Emma Watson because it's very clear that she's the least talented person in this movie. She's like Tom Cruise in the sense that she doesn't have a lot of range, but unlike Tom Cruise, she doesn't pick the best movies for her. I think Emma Watson was mainly chosen for the name recognition, and I think the role should have gone to someone else. Little Women, 2019's version, is my favorite adaptation, and it's great to watch over the holidays. Next up, we have a movie that's available on the most streaming services, on Tubi, on Pluto, on Shudder, and on Canopy. Oh, it sounds like I'm calling the deer, right? Or the reindeer? 
Remember, Canopy, available if you have a library card, you get eight rentals a month and it's free. Just get a library card, which is already free. Some libraries even let you sign up online. That movie is called Anna and the Apocalypse. A zombie apocalypse threatens the sleepy town of Little Haven at Christmas, forcing Anna and her friends to fight, slash, and sing their way to survival, facing the undead in a desperate race to reach their loved ones. But they soon discover that no one is safe in this new world, and with civilization falling apart around them, the only people they can truly rely on are each other. This stars Ella Hunt from Dickinson, and that's really it. It's a really good cast, just no one really noticeable, and... You, you watch this movie for two songs. You watch this movie for Hollywood Ending and Breakaway are fantastic songs. The choreography is really fun. This is a great musical. That's right. I said it. A Christmas horror musical that I absolutely love. I will just listen to the soundtrack at random times of the year because, like I said, Hollywood Ending and Breakaway are amazing songs. And even though I like the movie so much, it is so far down on the list of 12 days just because, yes, there are movies that put me more in the Christmas spirit. On the fourth night of Christmas, I've been forgetting to name these. On the fourth night of Christmas and the last night before the break, let's talk about Surviving Christmas. This is the oldest movie from 2004 and available on Amazon Prime. A lonely, obnoxious young millionaire pays a family to spend Christmas with him. This stars Ben Affleck from Gone Girl. Christina Applegate from Dead to Me, Catherine O'Hara from Schitt's Creek, James Gandolfini from The Sopranos, Jennifer Morrison from House, Udo Kier from Swan Song, and Stephen Root from Dodgeball. Quick note, Swan Song starring Udo Kier, I loved it. I saw it last year, I think, on my way back home from Wales on the plane. It was a great time. But this is a woefully, woefully slept-upon Christmas classic. We have Ben Affleck, Playing a dick, which he is great at doing. He plays a great dick. We have Christina Applegate, a young Christina Applegate. Catherine O'Hara, this this cast is insane. And so we have Ben Affleck, who plays this super rich guy, this millionaire, who doesn't ever do anything for Christmas. And I forgot how he decides to do it, but he decides to basically hire a family. He finds his family, oh, who live in his old home. That's right. He goes and visits his old house that he grew up in, finds a family living there, and he says, hey, I will pay you like some ungodly amount, especially for 2004, some ungodly amount of money to let me spend Christmas with you and act like your son. And at first, the dad's like thinking about it. The rest of the family's like, no. And then he says, oh, how about this amount of money? And they say, welcome to the family. It has a nice romance in it. It has a nice overall story. It has good Christmas messages in it. They have a lot of Christmas things like going out and getting a tree and decorating, caroling, sledding. It's it's very Christmassy and it's also just fun. Remember, folks, when it comes to Christmas movies, when it comes to holiday movies, in my opinion, it's more OK to watch something that's not good. That's why I love the Princess Switches movies on Netflix, even though they're not on this list. I love the. Christmas Prince movies, even though they're not on this list, they're cheesy. They're not good, but they're great. My wife and I, like I said many times on the show, have been watching One Tree Hill. I love it. I think it's a fantastic show. But a lot of the One Tree Hill cast do Christmas movies for Hallmark or for Lifetime. And we watch them and they're wholly, wholly predictable. And they're cheesy, but come on, it's Christmas. They make you smile. 
Surviving Christmas is, like I said, a slept on film, and I think more people should like it. My future friends, it is time for the first and only break as we hear a word from the Somewhat Nerdy Radio podcast, and we're doing fine with Robbie and Lisa. Please stay tuned. Are you looking for a nerd podcast that touches on every walk of nerd culture? Well, look no further. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is the podcast for you. We cover nerd culture, news, new movie reviews, bad movie reviews, video games, comics, with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a flagship podcast of the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast app or stream it on somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Robbie. And we host a show called We're We're Doing Doing Fine. We're friends from across the ocean. I'm from Scotland. And I'm from California. Join us every week as we chat about biscuits. You mean cookies. Brexit. Whatever's going on here. Who knows? Almost dying. Why we're single. Popular culture. And basically everything and anything that can distract us from this postmodern hellscape we're all living in. Because we're We're doing doing fine. We're back. We are back with the fifth movie. The fifth movie on this list is Klaus from 2019, available to stream right now on Netflix. A simple act of kindness always sparks another, even in a frozen, faraway place. When Smearnsburg's new postman, Jesper, befriends toymaker Klaus, their gifts melt an age-old feud and deliver a sleigh full of holiday traditions. This is an animated film, and it features the voices of Jason Schwartzman, J.K. Simmons, Rashida Jones, Will Sasso, Norm MacDonald, and Joan Cusack. And as far as animated movies with big vocal casts go, you know I hate those. You know there's no reason to hire these people when you have perfectly good voice actors willing to do the job. But this one isn't terrible. I feel like every actor in this brings something to the table where you can understand why they get them. It's more than just name recognition. Klaus is a lot of fun. It it probably would have been higher on the list, I think, if I didn't have so much horror and little women up there. Just because it Christmas technically isn't a thing yet in this movie. It's a prequel. It's about how Christmas began. And they don't let you forget that it is Christmassy because there's a lot of trees, lots of snow, it it lots of gifts, the the idea of giving on Christmas, on looking out for people. That's in there, so I think that's why this is still a very good Christmas movie. Klaus was a lot of fun, and I think it was slept upon. Just like Surviving Christmas and Anna and the Apocalypse, I think those are all slept on movies. After that, we have another Netflix film. It's called A Boy Called Christmas. This is from last year, 2021. In this origin story, yes, another origin story, In this origin story of Father Christmas, an ordinary boy with a loyal pet mouse and a reindeer at his side sets out on an extraordinary adventure to find his father who is on a quest to discover the fabled village of Elfhelm. This stars Michael Huisman from The Haunting of Hill House, Maggie Smith from The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, Joel Fry from Yesterday, Jim Broadbent from Moulin Rouge, Kristen Wiig from Ghostbusters Answer the Call, Sally Hawkins from The Shape of Water, and Zoe Margaret Coletti from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. This movie was just so charming. It was so much fun. It's an adventure movie, but also a good Christmas movie. Once again, just like Klaus, even though it's a prequel to Christmas, if you will, it's a good story. And 
I especially loved Sally Hawkins as a bad guy. I think she did a fantastic job. I think that through and through, this was a clever movie, and I think it was well done. And it is also very Christmassy, just like Klaus, even though Christmas isn't a thing yet, it does really give off that Christmas spirit. And that's what's so important at this time of year. That was night six of Christmas. I keep forgetting to do the numbers, don't I? It was at this point I realized that I only had 11 movies, so I just think counting for me is hard. I'm very sorry counting is hard. I will try my best. It's probably because I have slippers on and can't get to my toes. So The Seventh Night of Christmas is a Disney Plus original movie called Noel. Santa is retiring and his son has been named the heir, but when he disappears, Santa's daughter has to go find her brother and save Christmas. This stars Anna Kendrick from Pitch Perfect, Shirley MacLaine from In Her Shoes, Bill Hader from Barry, Kingsley Ben-Adir from One Night in Miami, Julie Haggerty from Airplane, and Billy Eichner from Billy on the Street. So something that's also on Disney Plus right now is The Santa Clauses. It's the TV show that is based in the Santa Claus universe, you know, the Tim Allen Santa Claus movies. Tim Allen returns, uh, his wife returns. There's supposed to be other people returning, rumored. Uh, we, we saw Bernard in the trailer, but it's episode four and we haven't seen Bernard yet. But it's been pretty good so far. If you're a fan of the Santa Claus movies with Tim Allen, check this out. But let's talk about Noel. This movie goes through moments with its Christmassiness because it does take place in the North Pole at a lot of the movie, which is Christmas up the wazoo. But then when Anna Kendrick goes to look for her brother, played by Bill Hader, they go to Arizona, I think, because he wanted to escape someplace that's far away from snow. So he goes to Arizona. And even though they have Christmas trees and decorations up there, I, I never find movies that don't take place in the snow or in the North Pole itself to be very Christmassy. That's that's just my own bias. So this movie jumps around a bit and how Christmassy it feels, but it is a good, if not unfortunately predictable movie because you can kind of see where this is going. Oh, wow. Santa's son has cold feet and doesn't want to be Santa. Wow, too bad there's no one else who can fill the shoes that knows the ins and outs of the Santa business. Weird, right? But it's still cute and has Shirley MacLaine to boot. This is a good film, especially by Christmas standards. It's not going to be anyone's favorite, but it is worth a watch. It is worth your time, especially if you already have Disney+. Noel is cute. It's charming. It has Anna Kendrick's and Bill Hader's style of humor. Oh, and I forgot to say the year. This came out in 2019. I'm also very partial to these like behind-the-scenes movies of the North Pole. That's why I like the Santa Claus so much. That's why a couple other movies that are on this list are on it. Because it's fun to think that it's all real, right? It's fun to see it all on the big screen and go, yeah, this is actually what happens up in the North Pole. Noel is worth your time, I truly believe. Let's move on to number eight. The Eighth Night of Christmas is on Hulu and HBO Max. It may also be on Apple TV Plus. I am not sure because right now I am too lazy and cold to go downstairs and check. But Night Eight is Arthur Christmas from 2011. Another animated movie and the final animated movie of the week or of the year, should we say. Santa's clumsy son, Arthur, sets out on a mission with Grand Santa to give out a present they misplaced to a young girl in less than two hours. This features the voices of James McAvoy, Hugh Laurie, Bill Nye, Jim Broadbent, Imelda Staunton, 
Laura Linney, Eva Longoria, Reese Darby, Joan Cusack, and Andy Serkis. So my problem with big vocal casts kind of applies to this movie. There's no real reason we need James McAvoy and Hugh Laurie and Bill Nye. They're not people like J.K. Simmons or Norm Macdonald or even someone like Maggie Smith where you can hear their voice and go, oh, I know who that is. And thus it's kind of worth using them. But that aside, this is a fun movie. The animation kind of shows its age, but it's not bad. It's not like you're trying to go back and watch Jimmy Neutron, which kind of isn't fair to Jimmy Neutron because it was very stylized, like it was very purposefully that way. But that's kind of the example I'm going for, where you can go back and watch Arthur Christmas and it's okay. It doesn't feel dated. Nothing wrong with dated, of course. I still love the Peanuts Christmas special. I think it's one of the best things to watch every year. Not on this list because it's not an official movie and also it's not post-2000, but there we go. Arthur Christmas is fun. And it's another one of those movies, just like Noel, just like the Santa Claus, just like uh, another movie that's going to be later on this list that shows you the behind the scenes of the North Pole. The Christmas Chronicles is another one of those. I think it's a great one. Didn't make it on the list because I had too many Netflix movies, which if I remember last year was also my problem that I had too many Netflix movies. But anyway, Arthur Christmas is is fun and it's also a movie with a good story and a good and a good lesson that's more than your normal christmas lesson better than or not better than but in addition to just be kind to people it's a season of giving and family also look this guy arthur is a huge screw up and can he save the day can this guy who usually fucks everything up can he save the day spoiler alert he can It's a clever movie, it's a well-thought-out movie, and it should be on your list to watch this year. On the ninth night of Christmas, we have a Netflix movie, the first of, actually just two in a row. It's called Love Hard from 2021. An L.A. girl, unlucky in love, falls for an East Coast guy on a dating app and decides to surprise him for the holidays, only to discover that she's been catfished. This lighthearted romantic comedy chronicles her attempt to reel in love. This stars Nina Dobrev from The Vampire Diaries, Jimmy O. Yang from Fantasy Island, Darren Barnett from Never Have I Ever, Jimmy Saito from Always Be My Maybe, James Saito from Always Be My Maybe, and Harry Shum Jr. from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Which, if you haven't seen it this year, you can see it. It's a great film. But this is a holiday rom-com. One of only two on the list, because we are counting Surviving Christmas as one. And that's weird to me because I love Christmas rom-coms. They're one of my favorite things to watch every year. But for this list, I decided to change it up a bit. So I didn't go Christmas Prince, one, two, three. Princess Switch, one, two, three. There's my list. Good night. I know that's just six movies. Get off my back. Love Hard was an interesting idea and it could have very easily failed, but it didn't. We have Nina Dobrev's character who is very unlucky in love. And she's also a blogger or something, I think, or she's she's not a blogger. She writes for a magazine, a magazine's website or something like that. But she goes to surprise this guy she's been talking to on a dating app. And when she gets there, she finds out he's not real or he is. But the pictures aren't real. She sees Jimmy O. Yang instead, who is not your stereotypical handsome guy. Oh, no, she's been catfished by an uggo. How terrible. And so he offers her a deal. She's like, he's like, hey, pretend to be my girlfriend. Pretend relationship. Very popular in these movies. Pretend to be my girlfriend. Stay with us for Christmas so my parents can um, 
basically not be disappointed in me. And I will introduce you to the guy that I used as the photos on my profile. This movie just barely skirts around the problematic area. Like this guy hooking up his friend whose pictures he stole to represent him on a dating app. And this woman is learning all about this guy so she can be the perfect woman for him so he'll fall for her. It's a little creepy, right? But luckily Nina Dobrev and Jimmy O. Yang are very disarming. They make it okay, basically. And could it possibly be that maybe they fall for each other in this time? In the time it takes her to get the other guy? Only one way to find out. Watch the, watch the damn movie. Just do it. Love Hard is fun. The only thing I don't like about the movie, really, is that they perpetuate this idea that Baby It's Cold Outside is a problematic song that's basically date rape, which I hate. I hate that. Because yes, if a woman says no, that means no. End of story. N-O. Done. Okay, thank you. And if a man says no too, let's, let's be honest, it goes either way. And uh, non-binary, no. All, all mean no. But with this song, it's so clear that she doesn't want to go, that she's looking for any excuse to stay. She's looking for a single reason to stay that if you read the lyrics, like just the lyrics, just words on a screen or words on paper, however you read it, then yeah, I think you can look at it as a creepy song. But the way it's sung, the way it's supposed to be sung, it's clear that she doesn't want to go. How many times in other movies have we seen that where someone goes, oh, I really should go unless you give me a reason to stay. So give the f***ing song a break. Come on. Anyway, it's still a cute scene in Love Hard when Jimmy O. Yang comes out with new lyrics on the spot for the song. It's just a fun scene. It is a good holiday movie, especially for night nine. We're going on to night 10, the 10th night of Christmas and the final Netflix movie of the week, and it's called Jingle Jangle. This is from 2020. An imaginary world comes to life in a holiday tale of an eccentric toy maker, his adventurous granddaughter, and a magical invention that has the power to change their lives forever. This stars Forrest Whitaker from Ghost Dog, Keegan-Michael Key from Keanu, Hugh Bonneville from Downton Abbey, Anika Noni Rose from Dreamgirls, Felicia Rashad from Creed, and Ricky Martin. I absolutely love this movie when it first came out. And I remember saying that I, it's a musical and I really liked it as a musical, but I couldn't remember a single song afterwards. And I think that's what kept it from being one of my favorites because the movie, the songs need to be catchy. You know, you need to be able to remember it. You need to be able to sing, to have something stuck in your head for days after listening to it. Like my wife and I recently saw a performance of the Newsies and I had Carrie the Banner and King of New York stuck in my head for days. After we saw Annie the Apocalypse for the first time, I had Hollywood ending running through my head. And don't let that take anything away from Jingle Jangle. It is still a really good movie. And best of all, it's very inclusive. It's a mostly black cast. And it also is Christmassy up the a-hole. It is so Christmassy. The girl who plays Journey, Madeline Mills, does a fantastic job this movie is beautiful. It was produced by John Legend, who worked on this. And we have the legend, Forrest Whitaker, as Jeronicus, this toy maker who gets betrayed by his apprentice and has his whole world turned upside down and then just kind of becomes this hermit. And then one day his granddaughter, his estranged granddaughter, who he's never met, 
because his because Dronicus's daughter ran off after things got really bad. His granddaughter Journey comes to visit, and maybe the magic of this child can turn his life around. And maybe also we can have some good songs, not super memorable songs, but good songs in the process. This is a beautiful movie. It is also a lot of fun, very imaginative. The costumes, the set, everything about this movie is outstandingly done. And Keegan-Michael Key is the bad guy that you love to hate because he's so charismatic. This movie deserves its place as the third to last movie on the 12 Nights because it has the Christmas spirit through and through. Next up, we have Night 11. This is an HBO Max original movie called Fred Claus. This is one of my favorites. I had never seen this film. I skipped this when it came out and then my wife introduced it to me and it became a yearly watch. I love this film. Fred Claus, Santa's bitter older brother, is forced to move to the North Pole to help Santa and the elves prepare for Christmas in exchange for cash. This stars Vince Vaughn from Swingers, Paul Giamatti from Cinderella Man, Joel Michael Higgins from Pitch Perfect, Miranda Richardson from The Crying Game, Rachel Weiss from The Mummy, Kathy Bates from Dolores Claiborne, Ludacris from Fast and the Furious franchise, Elizabeth Banks from Pitch Perfect, and Kevin Spacey's in it too. We don't talk about Kevin Spacey. That's how much I love this movie. Even though it has a despicable human being like Kevin Spacey in it, I still watch this. Also because if you stream it, I'm not sure if he gets any royalties from that. Maybe he does, but it's not like you're physically putting money in his pocket, so that's fine. So we have Vince Vaughn, who is Fred Claus, Santa Claus's brother, and he's a con artist, basically. He's a kind, kind of a scumbag. Not a terrible person per se, but he's a liar and he tries to do things the easy way, like get money the easy way. And then he gets into trouble because of one of his schemes and he has to get money because he has an idea for an actual business, an honest to God, legitimate business. And he needs the money to get the right space in New York. And he turns to his brother, Santa, who has always bailed him out. Santa played by Paul Giamatti. But this time, Santa is tired of being walked upon by his brother, so he says, I will give you the money, but only if you come up here and help for Christmas. Can the magic of Christmas change the hard heart of Vince Vaughn? Hopefully it can. But what I like about this movie is that it, it is Christmas through and through. It is one of the most Christmassy movies on the list. Paul Giamatti is a woefully slept upon Santa. Uh, we all think of... Tim Allen or or Ed Asner as Santa, but Paul Giamatti is a good Santa as well. We have a movie that mostly takes place at the North Pole, so it's Christmas all up in your face, and we have a compelling story. We have Vince Vaughn, who kind of knows he has to change, but he also has a very good reason for being the way he is. Not just because he had to live in the shadow of his brother, but he was treated terribly by his parents. And spoiler alert for a movie from 2007, but that's something that never quite gets addressed and it still bothers me to this day, even though I've been watching this movie for years now, that his mom just kind of gets away with being a huge bitch. That was a problem I had with Encanto. I loved Encanto, but the grandma was the true villain of the movie and she does all this bad. She is the cause of every problem in the movie. But at the end, they're just like, oh, it's just grandma. You know, we have to forgive her because she's family. And that 
No, I think we're moving past that now in today's society, where we don't just have to forgive our parents, like if they're truly bad. But again, that's a nitpick because the rest of the movie is so much fun. Vince Vaughn does what he does best in this movie, a fast-talking narcissist, and it really works. Fred Claus is a fantastic Christmas movie with a great message and a wonderful third act where it all comes together and it feels all so good. But my friends, I saved the best for last. What movie is The Twelfth Night of Christmas? Well, it's an Apple TV Plus original. And the good news is Apple TV Plus doesn't really check to see how many people are sharing passwords, so ask your friends. Or it's just $6.99. Get it for the month. Watch Ted Lasso when you're done. Watch whatever the hell they have when you're when you're done. But get Apple TV Plus for the twelfth night of Christmas, Spirited. This is a musical version of Charles Dickens' story of a miserly misanthrope who is taken on a magical journey. This stars Will Ferrell from Elf. Ryan Reynolds from Deadpool, Octavia Spencer from Hidden Figures, Patrick Page from The Gilded Age, Sunita Mani from Glow, Marlo Barkley from Single Parents, and in a small role, Rose Bine from Insidious, and featuring the voice of Tracy Morgan from Saturday Night Live and 30 Rock. So I'm going to be honest with this film. Um, I originally wasn't going to watch this right away. I was going to wait. But... I had put together my list for 12 days of Christmas or 12 flicks of Christmas, that is, and then realized except for like four movies, all of them were released post 2000 and are available on streaming. So I changed my list around. I took some movies off and I tried not to do too many of one streaming service, even though I have like what four from Netflix. I I didn't want to do more than that. I couldn't do any more. So I had to. I had to find something new. And then I remembered, oh yeah, there was that Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds movie that came out. We should give it a shot. At the very least, it'd be mediocre and I can put it on the list anyway near the top of the list. My God, was I wrong. I loved it. I absolutely loved this movie. This is one of my new yearly watches, one of my favorites. I'm going to have to buy this to physically own it to make sure it is never taken away from me. Is it my favorite Christmas movie ever? Maybe. It actually may be. I have to ponder this. I have to think about this because I loved it so much. So let me tell you a little more about the plot without giving any spoilers because this was brand new. It came out this year, 2022. So Will Ferrell works for this group of ghosts who go around doing the whole Charles Dickens thing to people. Every year they pick a new person and then all year they work They work all year, so on Christmas, or the night before Christmas, they can do the whole Scrooge thing and help someone change their life. And in the beginning of the year, around January, when they're picking who the next person is going to be, Will Ferrell stumbles upon Ryan Reynolds and is just enthralled with what a piece of crap he is. And keep in mind, he is a redeemable piece of crap because there are, you know, you can't do it to like, a stone-cold murderer, or a racist, or an anti-vaxxer, or something like that. You know, those those people don't deserve it. So he's just enough of an a-hole they, that Will Ferrell thinks, oh, we can redeem him, but then his boss goes, no, he's an irredeemable. He's on the list, and Will Ferrell says, no, trust me. So the movie about, is about Will Ferrell trying to help redeem Ryan Reynolds' character, but the whole time, Ryan Reynolds is kind of outmaneuvering them. He's just f***ing up the whole thing. So 
can Will Ferrell redeem the most irredeemable person or will Ryan Reynolds pull him down to his level? This is a musical. The songs are great. The songs are so good that I was surprised this was not a Broadway original movie that then was turned into a movie. I said that weird, but let's go with it. I'm surprised this was not a movie based on a Broadway play. There, that's better. The music was fantastic. I still have some of the songs stuck in my head. And everyone can sing. And Will Ferrell is clearly the lowest on the singing skill level totem pole in this movie. And he's not bad. He is good enough that he did not take away from the movie. But everyone else, Octavia Spencer, God, she can belt it out. Ryan Reynolds was really good. And this was not just a great cast for a movie. And it wasn't just a very interesting take on the Scrooge story. And it didn't just have great songs. And it didn't just have great choreography. And it didn't just look really well done. And it didn't just exude the Christmas spirit through and through. But it also was so captivating that I loved it the whole time through. This is a very good story because they take a very basic and done-before story like A Christmas Carol, like Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, and not just stands it on his head, it sticks to it, but it goes off in so many other directions that I just had a blast. And I did not fully predict the ending. I saw some of it coming. I got it about 50-50. And when you watch as many movies as I do, and when you read as much as I do, you start to be able to predict things. I bet a lot of you are the same way, where you can predict a movie because you've watched so many. And I like to say this one snuck up on me. I loved this film. It was so good. It was worth it. We in my house got a free trial to Apple TV Plus, and it's worth it. Even if I had to pay the $6.99 for a month of Apple TV Plus, it's worth it. Spirited is the 12th night of Christmas pick because it's fantastic. It's one of the best movies for the holiday season in a long time. And Spirited should be something you watch this year. My future friends, that is it for Future Flicks. Thank you so much for another wonderful year of the podcast. I noticed my numbers starting to go up again. Maybe it's because I remembered to share the podcast on the social medias. I do have a new listener who commented on SoundCloud. Um, I will get back to you. I'm just not sure, not sure how to respond to some of your comments. But for the most part, everyone reach out to me. I am here. Find all the ways to contact me in the link tree in the show notes. Follow me on all the social medias. I haven't been active on Twitter recently for obvious reasons, but I still technically have one. And tell me, what are your favorite Christmas movies? What are your favorite Christmas movies that I have never talked about on the show? Or even if I have talked about them, just let me know. Do you have any Christmas movie traditions? Are you one of those families that go out for a Christmas movie with your whole damn family? Something I never understood, but if you do that, good for you. A non-sarcastic good for you. I hope you all have the merriest Christmas or whatever it is you celebrate. Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy Ramadan, happy... Festivus, Merry, whatever, whatever it is you do around this time of year, please have a good one. And please remember that no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy signing off for 2022, and I'll see you in the future.